I really count it a privilege this morning be into this campground yeah. looking on your lovely shining face. As I look over this group of people, look over on this aisle, close to the wall, look on the ones on the end, I look at you and over here, over here, and over here, over there, over there. As I divide you up in groups, I count you more than just friends. There's something in my heart that's more than just friendship. It's yeah. love. Yeah. Real love. Yeah. Undefiled love. Yeah. That goes out for every one of you. And I'm interested in you. I'm concerned about you. And if there's any way I can show love and compassion for you, that's what I'd like to do. This is a wonderful place. God's Spirit's here. God's Spirit is working with yes, people. Is. God is forgiving people of their sins. God is sanctifying people with His lovely Son's blood. He is setting people free. He's lifting the load and guilt of sin. And it's a wonderful place. I would like to tell you this morning that there's two roads to travel. And this morning, we're traveling on one or the other road. Yeah, that's true. One is the road of sin, and the other is the highway of holiness. Now we're on one of those roads this morning. That's right. The road of sin leads to destruction. And the highway of holiness leads to the highlands of heaven. God has given us the intelligence, the knowledge enough to know as individuals, which road we're traveling this morning. Right, we know. We all know this morning which road we're traveling. And the Bible says that every man examine himself to see whether he be in the faith or not. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesses. There was a man in Charleston was in the real estate business and a builder and he seemed to have the things that he wanted in life but he was going down the road of sin. All of the people in Charleston in the church knew this man and he was traveling down the road of sin. He had a broken home. Him and his wife had got a divorce. They had children. So one Friday afternoon, he goes out to the house and tells his ex-wife that he wanted to take the children 
so a ball game. She said, that's just fine. She said, I got a date, and he's supposed to come pick me up, and I won't have to get a babysitter. So he was much disturbed about it, so she tried to get this man on the phone. He ran a service station close to the house. She tried to get this man on the phone, but before she could get this man on the phone, her ex-husband had gone down there and put a bullet in his head and killed him. He was going down the road of sin. And as I read the word of the Lord, I realize that a sinner man sometime has not power over his body. And he will do the things that he didn't want to do. They had this man's trial. He had one of the highest educations that you could get in the city of Charleston. He was held aloft in his community. But they had his trial, and he was guilty of murder. <coughs> he was sentenced to 15 years behind bars. Judge talked like he'd help him get out as quick as he could. And he is going to have another chance in life if he lives. But there's coming a time when the final judge, we're going to have to appear before us. Now, he's going to give us judgment. And if we're found guilty, there's no way to make amends. Too late. There is such a thing as praying and being too late. We're out here to this camp meeting to try to tell the sinner man that he's on dangerous ground. We go down the highway, we see a sign posted, bridge out. Caution. Bridge out. If we pay no heed to the caution sign, the danger sign, and we go right ahead, we're bound to wind up in trouble. We see along the highway and in different places, Got it all fenced in. High voltage. Danger. But if we heed not the warning, we heed not the warning, we go right ahead. The sure destruction. All right. right. There's drastic destruction lies ahead on the road right. of sin. Right. right. That's true. But on this highway of holiness, it's love, right. joy, peace, right. happiness, contentment. Right. Bless the Lord. And it's a fruitful way. Yeah. Right. The fruit will keep bearing. Right. But the wages of sin is death. Yeah. And that means eternal death. Final separation between God and man. Right. We're out here trying to tell people that there's danger on the road of sin. Jesus tries in his day to warn the people that there was a final time coming and if they wasn't ready the door would be shut and though they knocked and knocked and prayed and cried and cried they could not get in because the door was shut. 
He tells us about a man that made a great supper. And he sent out a lot of imitations. And he bade many to come to this great supper. And at supper time he told his servants, said, go out and tell those that was bidden to come in. Everything's ready. He had done sent out invitations. And he sent out many of them. But finally the time come when the supper was ready. Told his servants that go out, tell those that was bidden, my supper is ready. These servants went out and made a personal invitation. Come on, let's go to the supper. Everything is ready. Come with me and go to the supper. Man said, I haven't got time. I got to go see about my oxen. Another one said, I bought a piece of ground and I got to go. I said, I got to see that. Another one said, I married a wife. I cannot come. The servant come back to the master of the supper and said, Master, we have did as thou commandest. We have did like thy commandest. And these people won't come. They make all kinds of excuses. And they won't come. He said, go out. Pick up the lame. Pick up the blind. If you find anybody along the road that hasn't got any friends, bring them into my supper. The servant went out. They gathered them all in. They found a lot of guests. The master of the supper looked over and he appreciated the ones that had come in. The servant said, Master, we have did as thou commandest, and yet there's more room. Plenty of room. If we'll just accept the invitation, there's plenty of room. The master said to the servants, Go out the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. Don't get take no for an answer. And all those that was bidden shall not taste of my supper. Too late. The invitation had been sent out. They had sent personal messengers out to beg them to come in. They wouldn't come. He did his part. But those refused, and every one of them was lost. Not a one of them accepted the invitation. So it pays us to seek the Lord. When the invitation comes up, every one of us in our lifetime will receive an invitation to the supper. That's right. God will not take anybody out of this world. 
till he gives them a chance to taste of the supper. He won't compel us to come to the supper. He won't do that. But we'll have to make up our own mind and be resolved in our mind to go to the supper. Everybody's welcome. Yeah, everybody. Spirit and the bride say come. Yes. Let him that is thirst come. And whosoever will, let him come. Take a little water of life, really. Right. It's a wonderful thing. It's going to be just a few more minutes now. But uh, I would like to impress on your mind what Jesus says here. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen, fared sumptuously every day. He had on the best of apparel that he could wear. He had the most choice meat that a man could have. He had all the modern conveniences of that day and time. He was clothed in purple, and he fared sumptuously every day. Very few people was fared as good as that man. He felt like that he didn't need anything. He was praying sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which laid at his gate, full of swords. And and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sword. Right. That is two extremes. Yeah. One was extremely rich. One was extremely poor. This poor fellow received no medical attention. And anything that wasn't much good or what they're getting ready to throw away he desired that. He was very, very humble. And he was very, very poor. No ointment that he had put on his swords. I guess his parents was gone. But it seemed like that he was forsaken. But the dogs that came by tried to do something to heal this man's sores. I don't know how much lower we could get than this man. No, that's about as low as they I don't know how much lower we could get. No. And it came to pass that the beggar died yeah. and was carried by the angel unto Abraham's bosom. The rich man died also and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. How would you like to have that transportation between here and heaven? Angels came. When you come to the end of your strength here on life, in life, 
And it feels, it seems like that you can't bear no more. God will tell your guardian angels to go and minister to you. I believe with all of my heart that all God's children have some kind of a special care from God that takes care of each one of us. I have felt so many a time that some super... Somebody that was supernatural or some kind of a feeling came and ministered unto my soul. What a wonderful thing to know that you can be under the protection of God. And though men, though friends, or whatever it might be, forsake you, God will never forsake your children. And don't worry. If you're God's child, you'll always come out on top. Everything in the final wind-up will work in your favor. But both of these men died, and every one of us is going to die. It's appointed unto every one of us that we're going to die, and after this, the judgment. That's one appointment that we're all going to meet. Both of these men died. Both of them left. This world, one of them lifted up his eyes and hell being in torment. That's a little bit of different hell than the grave. There's no torment in the grave. But this fellow lifted up his eyes and hell being in torment. And there's no torment on this earth that is bad as that. Down the road of sin, there's destruction. You're going to meet destruction down the road of sin. And if you wait too long before you make it right, it's forever too late. Both these men died. One of them lifted up his eyes in hell. And the other one, and the other one went to Abraham's bosom. And uh, this rich man saw this poor beggar afar off. And Abraham, he seen him, and he saw him in Abraham's bosom. Boy, he really had somebody to caress him. That poor beggar had somebody that showed him love and care. He was denied this on earth. But he had got to that beautiful place that God had prepared for him. And he received that welcome. Come in. And he saw this Abraham. Somebody was paying special attention to him. Somebody was showing him special attention. Something that he had never, I don't guess, received in his lifetime. But he was over there with Abraham. He was over there with Isaac. He was over there with Jacob. And this great man, Abraham, was showing him a lot of hospitality and love. And this rich man cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, cool my tongue, for I am tormented in the spring. Terrible place. But he had the sad words when he prayed. It's too late. Let's see what it says. 
But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. No matter what the cost might be in life, heaven's worth it all. If a man would gain it, the whole world and lose his soul, why would he profit him? This man gained a lot in this life, but the most needful thing he had left undone. He didn't have his soul prepared for this day. He was going along on his marriage way feeling the need of nothing. And the most important thing in his life he had left out. He had a wonderful opportunity. This rich man had a wonderful opportunity. He had a man of God that they brought daily and put in his gate. But he overlooked that. Sometimes the very one that can help us the most, we might overlook him. But sometimes it might pay to look and, and talk to the ones that might not seem to be so popular. Sometimes the one that seemed not to be so popular allows to give you some good advice. If God gives it to him, I know it'll be good advice. But this rich man had a wonderful opportunity. They brought this man and laid at his gate daily. And if he'd asked this rich man, this, I mean this Lazarus, if he'd asked Lazarus, and Lazarus would have had a chance to tell him, he could tell him something that was worth more than his silver and his gold. But he didn't have time to ask about it. He didn't feel like he needed nothing. But there came a final judgment. There came a day when the sheep and the goats were separated. Abraham said, Man, remember thou in thy lifetime how good thy how good you got along. You remember when you was back down how good you was getting along? You remember that? You remember what good things you had when you was back there? Have you forgot what good things you had when you was back there? Have you forgot what evil things Lazarus had when he was back there? You remember this poor man that laid at your gate? You remember the sores that was on his body? You remember about that? Abraham remembered it. And he refreshed this man's mind about it, too. Yes, he did. <coughs> he sure did. John, you had your good time. <coughs> You're not having such a good time now. But look at this poor fellow that laid at your gate. Look how he's faring. Is he faring pretty good? You think he's faring pretty good now? He was prepared to meet his God. If we're not prepared this morning to meet our God, it's time because we don't know the day nor the hour and he don't give us no warning a lot of times to carry us out of this world. He will give us all a chance. He will not carry us out of this world without giving us a chance. And whenever that still small voice knocks at your heart and you have the opportunity and the chance, you better accept it because he don't promise you tomorrow. And Abraham said, beside all this, between us and you, there's a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from hence. Over there, there's a great gulf fixed. 
There's no passing it so wide and it's so great that there's no passing over there. Here it's just a little small stream that you can wade across. No trouble at all to get across that stream here. It's a small little stream here. There's a little stream, but over there, there's a great gulf fix. And if we ever get over there on the wrong side of that gulf, and we have a desire to cross, there's no way. No way. We're serving a merciful God down here, and He deals with us, and He extends mercy to all of us. But my friend, His judgment is just as severe as His mercy. And there's coming a time when judgment is going to be dealt out. We're on mercy side now. But when the breath leaves this body, we face judgment. We'll get justice. The righteous man will get justice and the sinner man will get justice. Our life will speak for us. The life that we've lived here will speak for us over yonder. And that's all that will speak for us. Our friends, love and mother, father, or anyone else will not speak for us over there. But we will speak for ourselves. And we will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Yeah, we, will. we will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, and there we will give an account for the deeds done in our body, whether they be good or whether they be evil. So it's a wonderful thing to know that we all are individuals, and we can all answer for ourselves. We don't have to bear the iniquity of the Father, nor the Father and the Son, but the soul that sins, that's the one's going to die. If we live above sin, we'll live forever. Eternal life if we live and serve God. Yeah, eternal life. This man then, he tried to help himself first. He was down in torment and he tried to help himself. He's done everything in the world that he could. He prayed. He's done everything he would he could. He called for Lazarus. And he wanted Lazarus then to come. If he'd have called for Lazarus while Lazarus was still living, he'd have been a lot better off. But he waited too late. He waited till he got down in torment to even think about Lazarus, to even ask him any questions. He didn't feel like he needed to ask Lazarus nothing. Lazarus didn't have any intelligence at all compared to him, he thought. He thought. That's right. But it did come a time when he wished that he had listened to Lazarus. That's right. But it was too late. He tried to help himself first, but to no avail. <coughs> Abraham told him, said, no cross. You can't come, and he, he can't go. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house. He felt like if he went to that place, that his brothers and his father and a lot of his friends and loved ones if they didn't change, would wind up in the same place. Because he felt like that they were living like him. And he wanted somebody to go back and please tell my father, my brothers, don't come to this place. I'm mighty lonely, but I don't need no company. Don't come to this place. It says, for I have five brothers, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come to this place of torment. And Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father, Abraham, but if one went to them from the dead, they will repent. 
And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. That's a wonderful, happy life serving the Lord. But the way of the transgressor is hard. When we transgress God's law, it's hard. Yeah, we're not going to get Let's don't let it be too late. No. If we're not in the service of the Lord. I see my friends and my loved ones here that yeah. has lost the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And I beg you to return. Yeah. Yeah. I have a first cousin and his wife in the audience that came from Texas. Really wasn't able to come, but he came. Sitting in the center aisle, and all you that have ever known my father will recognize him. And he asked me to pray for him that they might make the journey home successful. They made the journey here successful, and he asked, and I feel like that we should remember them in prayer. God bless them. And uh, the day of the Lord is at hand. And he gives us a broad invitation. He just tells us to ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Let's don't put it off too long. I was thinking about the many loved ones that's been laid over in the cemetery since last camp meeting. I think it's about 30, uh, about 20 years that's been laid over there in the cemetery since last camp meeting. And I want to extend my sympathy and compassion for every one of you that has lost your love. Bless the Lord. Sure appreciate for the, sure appreciate the love. Everybody, everything everybody did whenever we lost my mother and my wife's mother. They went six weeks apart. And, uh, whenever my mother went, Sister May had no more desire. It didn't seem like to live any longer since my mother had left. They were there in the house. But they gone over on the other side, and you've got loved ones over on the other yeah. side. Yeah. And let's prepare to meet them if we're not prepared today. But I just want to tell you that I'm over in the land, and I'm on the way of holiness. Yeah. And it's a beautiful highway to travel. Yeah, yeah, right. And you don't meet anybody coming back. No. All going one way. All going one way. Right. So. We would like to entreat and ask all of you to seek the Lord that haven't found him precious to you. And some had got their sins forgiven. Brother Richard came here to get sanctified. He had his sins forgiven. Was at his brother's funeral. Brother holds his funeral and he was more touched. And he tried to make it back to Camby. And he is here. He got sanctified last night down there between the benches he's not physically able to do a lot of things but if he would like to witness for the lord we can we got time to hear him 